Cool. I'm ready. Cool. Fiona's ready too. Look at her. Fiona's ready to fucking take a nap. Ready to do nothing. <laughs> yeah. What's your other kitty's name? How's how's the other kid kitty going? Oh yes, her name is Babs. 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 Is that short for anything? No, nah, it's just Babs. Babs. <laughs> Babs and Fiona. You you guys didn't go uh, continue with the F trope. Nah, we decided to break loose of that. Okay. And we called her Babs. Uh, although we're calling her Squirrel because she looks like a squirrel. <laughs> like what? honestly, we're saying that more the most. It's <laughs> it's because like her coloring of her fur resembles that of a squirrel, and then yeah. she's also really good at standing up on oh, two like feet. On her hind legs. Yeah, like that. Like if you just we yeah, always I give think her the little cats do that for sure. Yeah, and. Fiona's not super big into that. Ferd was pretty good at it, but yeah, she's very good at like if you just hold the treats like a little bit higher than her, she'll immediately stand up. Oh, that's adorable! Eating them. <laughs> so you got a little squirrel yeah. for a pet. Love it. How you doing, man? I'm excited I'm to talk good. about this episode, but I'm also excited to talk to you. I'm doing really good, really well, I should say. <laughs> am I also doing good? I think Are I'm. Are you also doing, doing good, good in the world? <laughs> I think I am. That's great. I think I am just by doing this podcast. Yes. That's doing some good. <laughs> I think so. How I don't you? know. A lot of big things happening in life, you know, but just taking oh, it. Big things? I uh, just, you know, oh, we, sold, we sold the house. Um, right. Yeah, we sold the house. So we're now we're figuring out logistics of like, you know, maybe I'll co buy a house with the, par- house with the parents. I think like. Wow. Yeah. I think like all that being said, like, I think I'm going to be in New York for like another year or two, but I do want to mm. be in LA like. 2025 well if you're gonna co-buy the house yeah then that's a that's a commitment oh for sure but like i don't know like i i think about a lot of things but i think i want to buy realist buy that house and then like either sell it flip it or like use borrow against it to buy real estate in la okay so it's mainly just like an investment thing it's not it's more yeah it's it's a little bit more like i wouldn't live on live in it for sure i would well like maybe but probably not i would Probably Kobaya and like have my parents be the the renters. Mm, okay. Welcome back to the real estate podcast. Uh, <laughs> Which that's kind of weird. Like your parents give you free rent your whole life, and then you buy their house and then make them pay <laughs> rent. I don't know. It makes sense. In in it you does. say it like that, it sounds odd, but it's like uh, <laughs> you know I'm bringing the credit score and the better better like income. So mm. like. Theoretically, we would have like a better mortgage payment through it. Yeah, like, it's, they bring it's a net payment. benefit to your yeah, parents. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, for sure. it depends on how you want to structure it. But in some sense, like like within the family, like they, they would rather pay a mortgage, even if it's my mortgage, than just burn yeah. rent, right? Like At least it's it's you and it's not some asshole landlord. <laughs> yeah, it'll right? be there. It'll be there. It'll be an asshole yeah. landlord that they gave birth to, you know. <laughs> exactly, and then they could at any time be like, "Come here and fix this," and you'd have to come. Yeah. No complaints. Yeah. Can we? To evict, and also give me a little smooch parents. on the cheek because I miss you. <laughs> and you. You get both in one go, uh, and have dinner with us. Conflict. And of also interest. fix the leaky, conflict the interest, leaky, yeah. leaky pipes. <laughs> Hire a managing <laughs> property manager to. <laughs> goes to go parents. receive the smooch on the on yeah, the yeah. on the cheek. <laughs> We'll put it in the contract. Hey, Nick. Hey. Nikki. Come say hi. Oh, Hello. what up, Nikki? You're you're looking going? more autumnal today. Thanks. <laughs> How's life? It's all right. I'm trying to introduce these cats, driving me crazy that they live separately. Ah, uh, yeah, they're not they're not intermingling quite yet. No, this one is just so mad. <laughs> She's about a princess. It. She's a princess. 
She's just being so dramatic. She she I think she knows we're talking about her. <laughs> Look at her face. I know. <laughs> Anyways, all right, so I think it's about time for us to get rolling on this episode. Season two finale. We're Boom. here, finally. Boom. We made it. We made it. We, it is the culmination of a lot of, almost pretty much the whole year of recording season yeah, two. Yeah, it's 2022. And, uh, Let's go, baby. That, and b- before we get started, you know, everyone, thank you for hanging with us. I know, to address the elephant in the room, <laughs> we are slow. We are slow. <laughs> and uh, we always get these really nice messages. People are like, I love it. Like, can't wait for the next episode, and then I post like a month later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm oh, bad about it. Sorry, guys. I'm waiting on the next episode. Fucking make the yeah. next episode. Yeah. <laughs> and we have a theme song, and it goes like this. Jojo, Jojo. Mojo, Jojo. I didn't mean to do that. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure? No. Yes. No. Yes. No, that's Cartoon Network. Net, 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 net. Okay, sorry. Uh, back no. to the podcast. Do the intro, my guy. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Avatar The First Viewing. This is the podcast where first-time watcher of the show Avatar The First Viewing goes through and watches the entire series from start to finish alongside an Avatar expert. I am your Avatar expert, Eli. And I am your Avatar newbie and increasing every day a super fan, Peter. <laughs> but here we are at the, at the finale uh, I'm excited what's going to come after this as well. Season three, as I said, is my favorite. And Ooh. I want to do at least one special episode before we jump into season three. Oh, yeah, we, yeah, but we here we should. are. Yeah, Here we are, season two finale. Let me know. What are your overall thoughts, Peter? Of the episode or, or of... of every, like, Let's focus this episode primarily about the episode. Yeah. Okay, overall thoughts before we get to the newbie recap. I'm, I'm a little bit overwhelmed in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like there's... Yeah. I think I think this episode we could probably talk to talk for like ninety minutes, for yeah. ninety minutes of like like th- there really is enough meat on this episode for like three mm-hmm. podcast episodes worth. Yeah, like so many different vectors. I could talk about just the action for an episode. I could talk about just like the spiritual mm-hmm. themes for an episode. I can talk about yeah. honestly like the like the plot runaround. There was a yeah. lot of like story like the story mapping of this like. You know, mm-hmm. there are a lot of lines. It's they uh, in my in my notes. I wrote like the Scooby Doo run around of like you split up and then you group up this way and then you split up like yeah. blah blah blah. There's a lot. Uh, it was really good. It was unexpected. I really thought it was gonna yes. culminate in like a big battle, like season one finale. Mm-hmm. And I I I was tempted to say it was anticlimactic. I don't think so. It's almost mm-hmm. like this. Like they built up all this tension. And then they like, it's almost like a minor chord in, instead of like a resolution chord. Yes. That lets it build that momentum into season three. Mm-hmm. I really like this choice. I thought it was going to be like a release and like a bang, kind of like season one finale. No, they're going to, mm-hmm. ooh, like soak in this tension. Yeah, we're gonna, exactly. We're going we're gonna to hold it and build it through season three and then you're going to get the big climax. It really leads into the next season much more than season one did into yeah. two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And. I'm. I kind of want to know right off the bat because yeah. we've been talking about this forever and ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're always saying Zuko is gonna make his big choice. He's yeah. gonna be hanging off the cliff. There's yeah. gonna be Azula yeah. and Aang hanging off the cliff, and there was that in this episode. Yeah, he enters the room. Yeah, and there's on one side they're fighting each other, and yep. he's like, "Who is Zuko going to attack?" Yep, and he attacks Aang. Yeah. So what was going through your mind in, during this moment? I was I was pissed because <laughs> I was 
I made a prediction, and I said that prediction was going to be this episode that like Zuko like turns mm-hmm. and becomes Aang's partner. But like I was hard incorrect, and I will say in my defense, with the timing, I I still do think the the, the mm-hmm. way that the plot is being set up, like that culmination is just going to be through season three and the finale. Mm-hmm. We're leaning slightly into predictions, and I have a lot more. But like he took a fucking fever dream nap, woke yeah. up in his final stage. <laughs> like it just seemed <laughs> like too sudden, right? Yeah. Like too mm-hmm. fast. Maybe we'll give Aang a pass on being able to meditate to Nirvana like in an hour, but mm-hmm. like. With Zuko, right? Like, he's an angsty teen boy. It's more believable. I think it's more substantive that, like, yes, he's ready, but he has to be put to his final test. Hey, Mm -hmm. honor and your father's love is within your grasp. The thing that you thought you wanted is right within your grasp, right? Like, life tests you like that. Mm -hmm. And, and like, without having faced that, if he reached his, like, true potential, like, I don't, that's not a good story, right? You're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think this is good. And you can tell in the end of the episode, he doesn't feel quite right. No. When, like, yeah. you know, Azula's, like, grooming the shit out of him to be, like, her brainwashed little, like, lieutenant kind of thing. She twists some of the learnings yeah. that Iroh gave him, where she she's like, no, you're forming your own destiny by doing this. Yeah. And that's the whole theme of the episode, where mm. the, the name of the episode, Crossroads of Destiny. Yeah. He knew he did the wrong thing, but yeah. he, he still does feel like... In a certain regard, like, oh, but I am, I am making this definitive choice and forming my destiny yeah. in a, in a way. So he's conflicted about that. Yeah, I think it's good when you take action, but like, because you got to take action to like assess how it feels and like the, get the data points mm-hmm. back to like iterate and grow. But something's off. He knows something's uh, something's yep, a little off. Something's you can off. Tell, uh, it's like we know him better than this. Yes, you know yes, what I mean. Yes. Well, he was he was heading in a different direction, and you could tell he was like integrating mm-hmm. like his true like purpose and identity and all that shit. But I, so I think like my prediction of like, obviously like in the long run, you know, this is Kylo Ren. This is classic star Wars, like light side, dark side shit. Right. Like, uh, in the end, I don't think I'm special or smart for predicting that he will flip over to the good side. (laughs) Right. I think that's very blatant. I think like plot wise, it's very smart that like now Zuko is positioned to have more leverage when he betrays Azula in some sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. that's, I think, I mean, my prediction, but like, you know, I, I don't yeah. think that's like smart or anything of me to make that prediction. But yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. And I think that's going to happen through mid season three. And like, probably mm-hmm. the last three episodes of the season is when he really comes around to the other side, I think. Okay. Got yeah. it. That's my prediction there. I have a lot more predictions, but let's, we didn't do the recap. Let's do the recap. We'll move on to predictions and go from there. Newbie recap time. Man, this is going to be this. I'll, I'll try and keep it short. There's so much to cover, There's though. There's a lot of plot. Yeah. A lot of plot, as there always is at the end of every season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a lot yeah, of yeah. plot points. All right. So let me try and rattle off the, the main part. So, okay, newbie recap. We're in Bossing Say, where Azula is now uh, leading the Dai Li into a coup to capture all the five generals and the Earth King and eventually wins the loyalty of the Dai Li over. Long Fang and, and has Long Long Fang bowed to her. Aang, Sokka, and Toph are all rushing back to Bossing Se because uh, Aang's vision, right, that Katara is in mm-hmm. trouble, which she is. Zuko and Iroh are captured by Azula when you know they were invited to the palace to serve tea. Iroh gets away, but Zuko is thrown into this crystal catacombs underneath the palace, along with Katara. Actually, Iroh goes to the Aang gang that's in Bossing Se now. They team up uh, because they have a common enemy in Azula and. 
Iroh and Aang go to rescue the two in the caves together. Sokka and Toph go to warn the Earth King about the coup, but they're caught by Azula and they're thrown in like a different jail. When Iroh and Aang get to the caves, Azula arrives with the Dai Li and they have this spectacular fight, a lot of fight scene stuff to cover here. But the main takeaway here is that Aang eventually realizes he needs to go into his avatar state if he wants to like win or escape. Mm -hmm. He does this by meditating and, you know, letting go, quote unquote, of uh, Katara the way that uh, that guru was talking about. So presumably he locks in the ability to go into the avatar state and control it. I think that's what's established here. It's a little bit unclear, but I think that's what it is. But very iconic scene. He is in the avatar state and gets thundered down by Azula's fucking signature move. Yeah. And we know what happens when, when, when avatar state avatars die their lineage is uh ended right there's no reincarnation cycle mm -hmm. but katara or, oh uh, uh so so he's fallen katara catches him iroh comes and like sacrifices himself meaning like he just gets caught so that they can escape the Angang uh escape together uh basically toff just blasted the iron door off the jail door cell uh so they group up they're escaping bossing say katara uses her special north pole water to uh revitalize ang so ang mm -hmm. is alive presumably avatar state is now mastered uh is, is my guess and then um earth kingdom has fallen bossing say has fallen it is under the control of uh azula mad respect for her game of thrones-ness yeah and zuko is like kind of like at her side but like yeah, like, yeah, something's off about like, he knows something's off. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of this dot, 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 this, this, the ominous, like, undertone. It ends with uh, the Earth King saying, I don't know the exact line, but he basically says the Earth Kingdom has fallen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Finally, after 100 years, the Fire Nation was able to take it over. Yeah. And then when the credits roll, it actually wasn't the judge, it was actually mm -hmm. just like somber silence or like, yeah, yeah, like, Dead music, you know, adds to that kind of weight of it. Yeah. But yeah, that's the mm -hmm. uh, newbie recap, man. What do you, do you think I missed anything big? No, that was, you got all the main points. Yeah. Uh, I saw your eyes looking at your notes. Yeah, a bit, I, so. I really wrote <laughs> stuff down. Because yeah. there's a lot, there's a lot to cover here. Yeah. Oh man, there's so many different parts that I want to talk about. So much. It's, this is a very, very well done episode because yeah. it's able to fit in so many things. Like I have so many different, even parts that are not even really integral to the plot that I really want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, one thing I definitely want, <laughs> I definitely want Nikki to contribute to this because yeah. uh, I want to talk about Zuko and Katara. Yeah. Uh, let's get back into the predictions though, because I want to know how you see season three going based off of what happened. There's a certain things they don't really clue you into as much. So one, first I want to talk about Aang and the Avatar state, what's going on and what do you think is going to happen in season three? Whew. Okay, Aang and the Avatar State. I do think like they'll probably address it a little bit more. I don't think it's like a flip switch flipped, and now he just like everything's all Gucci. I but I do think I was worried that like they were gonna have to come back and address the fact that he left during the unlocking, so he would lose the Avatar State forever. I think this episode mm -hmm. did a good job of like within the uh, refractory period, he did un fully unlock it. I wish mm -hmm. they spent a little bit more time on his like. Gave a little bit more visuals around him letting go, like the heartfelt letting go yeah. of Katara. But I think it's fine. Yeah, I think he can pretty much enter Avatar State at will now. I just want to mm -hmm. see what that means in terms of like his ability to wield it because we didn't really get to see that. 
Yeah. And I'll, and I think we'll see that sputtering maybe in the beginning, like middle of season three. And then like, of course, like the combination, I think like he will be full angry Mudkip avatar state by the finale. Is Nikki on? <laughs> yeah. But I, I, okay. So talking about like leaning more to like the romance side of the predictions, I think this episode gives away a lot. I think for me, like mm-hmm. I wasn't sure who. Wait, ends wait, up wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, let's talk about. I don't want to talk. I want to save like the whole season three predictions for like another episode. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about um like the things that explicitly are left. Yeah, uh, the cliffhanger stuff. So Azula, Azula, like Bossing Say is taken. Bossing Say. She fucking got it without a fucking army at all. Like fucking, yeah. that's crazy. What, what do you think is next for her, for Azula? So I think I think they let's talk about like immediate next steps rather than like, yeah, yeah, long, yeah, long term. Wait, let me. Okay, I'm processing this live. Like, I think Zuko, like word will get back to the Fire Nation, right? Like that they have Bossing Say. Also, like if they have Bossing Say, like what what does that mean? They just have world domination now. Like what what does that mean? Like, I mean they don't. They haven't been everywhere. Yeah. But like this is... But mostly, yeah. They, but this is like one of the f- like biggest opposing yeah. strongholds. Effectively, yes. They they have defeated almost all of their enemies besides like the Northern Water Tribe. Huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 What do you think, Azula? What's next on her to-do list? I guess like for her, it's taking credit and like letting Ozai know mm-hmm. what she did. And then it's like... First priority would be to like lock down the stronghold and, and get the avatar because the avatar is still like quote unquote the the only remaining threat now to got it the fire empire right yeah and also to like somehow defend against some impending attack during like the the black day or like the like the solar eclipse yeah i guess in the macro it's the fire nation will need to like go into defense for the mm-hmm. solar eclipse day uh, but in the micro, like I think Azula either herself or will like send like a small expedition to capture the Avatar again. Got it. Which is just got like, it. So she's going to continue her season two hunt after him. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. She, I I could see her sitting at the Bossing Say throne too, though, and maybe send Zuko. Okay. But I, I don't I don't think she would trust Zuko to to man that. So. And then I guess for Zuko, Zuko and Iroh, what do you immediately see next for them? I think Iroh like, is next in, episode. I think Iroh remains somewhat in captivity. And yeah. like Zuko is like I think I think I don't think Azula like fully trusts Zuko, right? I think like he's just mm-hmm. like a chess piece that she's like manipulating. So I don't think he's gonna mm-hmm. be in chains and I think they're gonna go back to the Fire Nation. But she's gonna kind of monitor him and like not give him the ability to like really fuck anything up too much. Okay. So they'll they'll both go back for a little bit? I think at least Zuko and Iroh will. I don't know if okay. I, I'm not. Sh- I think Azula either stays at the Bossing Say to like man the mm-hmm. throne or to go after the Avatar. Okay, let's talk about romance. <laughs> we have a lot going on here. Ooh, we have add a little romance noise there. I don't know what that is. <laughs> bow, the- bow 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 bow. <laughs> I really really trying. Okay, so <laughs> is that another tattoo? Yeah, it's new. I got two new ones actually. <gasps> I haven't seen those. Yeah, you look so. You little... look so cool. You look so cool. I know it looks kind of full now, right? Yeah, you're like you're like working your way up to a little little sleeve. Yeah, and I got my little dumpling one. Did you see that? Ah, that's great. Ah, that's great. Wait, that's like, damn, I'm like three tattoos behind. I know. Catch up. <laughs> Have you gotten any more? 
No, I've I've not been thinking about it. Okay. Yeah, I like this is a horrible thing to say, but I think I'm gonna get a shit ton once my grandparents pass away. <laughs> oh. No, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, I said that, and like once at like a dinner table, and like three people agreed with me. They're like, "Yeah, me too." Yeah. <laughs> so I think like it's a, it's definitely a thing. Let them live the rest of their life in peace. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So what do we what are we doing now? Talking about romance. So there's a lot of romance in this episode. Well, I just want to talk about Katara and Zuko have this very tender moment yeah. where she offers, they bond over, they said, they both have this trauma. Yeah, this about trauma bonding. their mother to the Fire Nation. And then um, Z- uh, Zuko's talking about his scar. And Katara says, maybe I can heal your scar. And she offers him yeah. the water from the that like sacred pool in the Northern. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like a huge thing to do to someone that's your enemy. Yeah. And I I also want to highlight the moment and I made sure that we both saw it. It's right when Katara is exiting the cave with Aang and she has this look back towards Zuko. She has this, these like kind of these little, how would you describe her eyes? They're like, I don't know. It's just like this longing, like longing. Yeah. You know, the look she gave him the eyes. Not the fuck me eyes, yeah. just like, like the... To me it was like, oh, what? I said not the fuck me eyes, just the, like the, yeah. you're important to me eyes, I guess. I, I don't mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it communicated like sadness of a moment not allowed to be lived out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Nikki, your words are so good. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki missed some of the context in the past, previous episode. She's still catching up, but yeah. the previous episode, it really solidifies Aang's uh like some some of his like big motivating forces yeah and a lot of it has to do with his love for katara yeah where he can't let go and it ties into later in this episode with the the last chakra letting go of his yeah. his earthly attachments and that's too hard for him yeah so this is a major thing for ang but then now we're seeing seeing this with katara and before you said when jet is now out of the picture now it's it's like who is on the table we really have Aang and Zuko. So what's both of your takes? I have a hard take, but I want to let Nikki go first. What? My, my take on what? Your take on like what's going to happen. What's your prediction for the like, future? Like romantically, of- like who ends up with who kind of thing? Aang and Zuko? No. <laughs> Katara and Zuko. Oh. <laughs> she say or- Aang and Zuko? <laughs> yeah, I heard you talking about Aang and Zuko. Oh, so if I, I said that, confused. I'm ooh, sorry if I, I, I misspoke. But yeah, I want to know what's going on because they're kind of they're laying some new threads yeah, they're letting those spin. So, what's your opinion? I'm missing a lot of context, but I watched the scene a little bit past when Katara walks out, and then Azula is like talking about like now's your chance for redemption, mm-hmm. right? Like to get our family's love back, basically. Yeah, and it feels like Zuko is kind of considering the decision of like, do I want to go back to like keep chasing my family's love and like a sort of flawed and abusive love or do I want to like choose a potential love that feels like safe Ooh. and like genuine and Ooh. not conditional right yeah Ooh. which feels like what Katara is offering him yeah one side gave him the scar one side can heal the scar yeah so you're thinking you maintain Zuko and Katara that's going to be the eventual the stars will align there I hope so okay Peter I got some bold ass. I got some bold ass predictions here. Okay. All right. And it's not romantic, but it's related. I got there through this romantic scene, right? So this, 
this room, this scene is like very explicitly like like googly eyes. They hold frames. They do the zoom in on the frames. Like they're they're pretty explicitly like making you like ship them right. Mm-hmm. But they've done this with other characters as well. I think this episode, including the, <laughs> as soon as. Katara went into that cave. I was like, Zuko and Katara sitting in a cave. Like, you know, like, I was like, I knew. And she was like, so what happens? Like, she was ready to do the harumph. And she says, every time I thought about the enemy, I thought about your face. I think about your face all the time. Like, she, she yeah. says that, right? And then she, like, flips kind of hard when he's like, I'm sorry. I could say, I'm sorry and be vulnerable now. We both lost our mothers to this you know, fire empire and they bond over that. And, you know, it's a big deal. Like you said, that she offered that heal healing water for his face. Very symbolic, like that scar for him. And, and in general, it's a very symbolic thing. His scar from the fire nation, man, I could talk another 10 minutes about that, but like, it's the scar from his like family, his heritage, his quote unquote written destiny, but she can erase that for him. And like really symbolizing, like going to the other side, right? The light side. Here's what I think will happen. I think, you know, remember the uh, fortune teller saying that Katara will fall in love with a powerful bender or something? Yeah. I think, and like, they, they you know, give you the red herring of like showing Aang defending that, like bending air or something to save the city. And like, that's a premonition in some sense. I think that powerful bender is actually Zuko, but I don't think they end up together, right? Mm-hmm. Here's what I think. Here, I think, this is my bold bet. I think Katara fully falls in love with Zuko I think Zuko becomes the Snape of this series. I think that's partially why people love him so much. I think Zuko is the Snape. I think Zuko is the Itachi. That's a Naruto reference that in the end, he sacrifices himself. I think he's probably the one main character that dies in this show at the end of season three. And he does it because it, like some, I think his mom, like what happened to his mom is still vague. I think she did pass away, but I think it's revealed in his like, hero's journey i think the last lego brick that like clicks into his psyche is like learning what happened from his mom that gives him like some like superpower whatever his love for katara gives him some superpower i think he like ua sacrifices himself for the within like the culminating battle of season three and uh maybe people know it maybe people don't even realize kind of like snape like people don't even realize snape sacrificed himself for harry right Mm -hmm. and then ang is able to like win over the fire nation Partially, but but he wouldn't have if not for like a decisive sacrifice from Zuko, and I think that's mm. and I think that's how the series like his his hero's journey ends, and I think that's how the series ends. That's my prediction there, and Ooh, all right, yeah, all of that is because like that like romantically, I think like it's not Ang and Katara. I think the fact that Ang like entered the the Avatar state by letting her go shows that he is like he was able to fully let go of her as a romantic love versus like a godly like buddha like mm-hmm. like love like om- you know, omniscient to love of all you, you know i think he still loves her in that way very much my re- my one rebuttal is that the the scene when ang and iroh are walking down the tunnel and he talks about this experience with the Ooh, guru yep. and then iroh says like this is not a weakness to have love for others and ang is starting to consider that and how that fits in with the avatar state. Yeah. I mean, I think that's so wise. And I, th- that's so wise. You like, he says perfection and something is overrated power. Yeah. Power and perfection are overrated. 
love and happiness are like also great. And like, I think you, he says, I think you made the right choice or like, I don't think you necessarily made the wrong choice basically. Yeah. And I think that's, oh man, that's so true. You know, like even if you are destined to save the world, like it's still a choice you can make kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And also like thematically what he's saying there, like from like a Buddhist, like spiritual sense is like, even the chasing of Nirvana itself can be a ego activity, you know, like I'm more enlightened than you are like type shit. And like, exactly. It's kind of like by like not chasing that is in some sense, it's, it's self-contradicting in some way in that sense. And I think Mm -hmm. there's some wisdom there. Yeah. I think, I think, I don't know. I think like the thing that Iroh said and what I'm saying can be true in the same way. And that like, I think Aang still very much does have a very, specific earthly love for Katara, but I think it, it is transcended by like, like it's not like a possessive, you're my rom- romantic love kind of love. I think it's more of like a, I have so much love for you, like as an extension of my love for like the, the harmony of the elements and this world. And in order to fully manifest that love, I need to let go so that I can save this fucking world that you also love and want to live in kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but that might, that might also be my, uh, that might also be my uh, Messiah complex, like <laughs> driving it. But I, I don't, I, you know, I don't think Ang is gonna, you know, run off and like go into a village, like a like a remote town, and live with Katara happily ever after, and just says fuck the world, like you know, <laughs> like, like, yeah. like that's like the alternative to me, and I don't think that's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, I think that is that'll about wrap it up for predictions. We'll do more predictions, yeah, in the next episode where we dive deep into season three and how we're the beginning, middle, end, and an entire very bold predictions there. But let's move on to our favorite parts. Yep, yep, dude, so many favorite parts. The action sequence is definitely one of them. Uh, l- let me leave that to that t- to the end. I'll let me mm. r- rattle off some things. There was a lot of juiciness around Toph this episode that wasn't plot centric but I want to call out yeah one like it's so clear that they that they haven't even like they really haven't shown the max of her power oh yeah exactly like the brunt of how OP fucking she is has not really been shown like in the beginning she's Appa's flying towards Bossing Saiyan you see this like dirt like thing like (laughs) fucking zooming towards Bossing Saiyan it's like Toph like like dirt skating like yeah. speed dirt skating and like he, she's pretty much going as fast as Appa like she's yeah. so jacked dude like she can go that exactly. fucking fast that's crazy if she was there with them at the end like that's how I always say like they strategically put Toph out of situations because if yeah. she was there they would have won yeah right? yeah 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 yeah. Toph OP Appa Appa OP used to be it like Appa got traumatized but now <laughs> now Toph OP <laughs> so Toph Jacked as fuck. Still haven't seen like the full extent of her power. Maybe we never will. She but, just like, started metal bending too. Yeah, she just started metal. When she blasted the uh, door off the jail cell, it didn't like fall. It like it like bounced, like around. ricocheted like eight times because she's so jacked. Yeah. Like I love that they like made a point to animate that. She's still smitten with Sokka. There's a scene where yeah. they're on Appa and like Sokka's she's, like, like holding his arm. Yeah, yeah. Like she, she doesn't say a word in that scene, but she's like clinging to Sokka. When op- mm-hmm. when when Ang is like, oh yeah, I totally mastered the Avatar state, ha ha, ha mm-hmm. yeah, nervous mm-hmm. laughter. Um, so she's clinging to Sokka, and then later like when May is like, hey cutie, Toph just like blasts her the fuck out of his face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I I thought that was cute. I will say I have no idea 
terms of predictions who sock is going to quote unquote end up with because right he's know, got a lot of things he's going. got you got, he's got the moon you got the moon yeah he's got the moon <laughs> he's got suki he's got this stab stab point poke may mm-hmm. girl like oh yeah oh know? yeah may yeah may's like uh, <laughs> may is not that was one of my favorite one of my favorite moments in this episode is yeah. may doesn't get that much time to shine yeah but i love how they characterize her like when they ambush them may's like i don't care just just go like i'm not even she she has like no skin in the game no no, no that's tylee like, right or is that may <laughs> no Ty tylee is the acrobat may has oh the okay i meant Ty- yeah. tylee is the one that's like hitting on uh yeah Sokka, Sokka. On Sokka. yeah yeah may yeah. was just like yeah take take the bear <laughs> yeah Basto. She, she's literally just being dragged along by azula yeah. And yeah, like yeah. does not care about the overall goal. She's just there. Yeah, which I did think it was kind of sus that she didn't even contest them at all when they were escaped. But I I also think she knew like she herself probably couldn't beat like Toph. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I, I mean I without I, Tylee. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So that was it for Toph. Yeah, Iro said I Iroh just dropped some good wisdom bombs. Like in the cave, he was like he said the thing that we covered, power and perfection is overrated, love and happiness is better. Mm-hmm. He oh, he also when they were getting captured by uh Azula, he was like, Do you know why they called me the dragon of the West? Yes. The best <laughs> so good. He takes like a deep sip of tea and then just like fucking starts breathing fire. Yeah. I don't know why it was so <laughs> badass to me. Yeah. You know? And they like blast out. He like uh, lightning yeah. bends out. Do you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a spark bend at, when they, he jumped. They broke a hole, jumped yeah. off uh, out of that tower. Mm-hmm. I do think it was like most Zuko things are a little bit on the nose in like a like a pre like a preteen way. <laughs> it's like done well, right? But he's like, no, I need to face her. Like finally, which is <laughs> he could have gotten away, but he's like, no, like I literally need to face. <laughs> Both literally Dude, my sister, but Zuko the voice. symbolic thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, I symbolically need to face like, her as well. Symbolically. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, keep talking the Zuko voice. I, love it. <laughs> I symbolically need to. I can't. I lost it. I lost it. <laughs> I must symbolically face my family as well as literally. <laughs> and then immediately gets captured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agni Kaimi. No. <laughs> oh, I yeah. Love how she Dude, that, that was so funny. I challenge you to an Agni Kai or whatever. She's like, nah. <laughs> nah, don't think so. She yeah. plays dirty. That's why I this is like the best, I think, the best Azula episode. Yeah, she was kind of two-dimensional in the past. I yeah, she's she has this like sassiness, and that's always been her thing. Yeah. Uh, but I love like all of her good parts about her character are on display. She's like so smart and like always one step ahead of like the not even the Aang gang, but also with Long Fang. And I love her moment at the end when she shocks Aang is just such a huge surprise. And I remember the first time I watched this, I was really shocked when <laughs> that happened. And I love that shot of her afterwards where you see yeah. her like two pointed fingers towards him. Yeah. I love where they took the ending yeah. of this because it just does, it doesn't go the way that you expect. Yep. I mean, it's I we already talked about all the details of it, but I just love uh, the writing yeah. on this episode. It's yeah. Great. Continuing to popcorn off of what you're saying, like, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, Azula. Like, yeah, she really shines. Like, what she architected was very smart. And, like, like it wasn't convenient. Like, it was well-earned, like, mm-hmm. what they mm-hmm. wrote for her. You know, like, she threw the coup. Like, the speech that she delivered to Dai Li, like, I buy it. Like, she knew. Like, she played Long Fang really well. And, like, now yeah. she has, like, elite earthbenders, like, 
in her arsenal. That's like that's very impressive. Mm-hmm. And she came with nothing other than like some Earth girls, Earth warriors makeup, right? Mm-hmm. She really got two friends that like kind of care and overthrew <laughs> Bossing Say, something that her uncle could not do without losing her yeah. his son. Not to be you know <laughs> uh, savage. He, <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't even do it without an, an alive son. <laughs> Oops. Uh, Rip Soldier Boy. I love um, her her moment as well. I yeah. love her her little speech to Long Fang. Yeah, where her her like yeah character is on full display. Yes. Where she's like, no, that you you have to be born to rule. And she like basically makes fun of him for like having humble origins and working yeah. his way up. Yep, she's so like such a monarchist. Yeah, in that regard, dude. You know? That was that was a great speech written and delivered. I totally I wrote down like her mental game is so strong. Like. Yeah. Like if you look at like UFC fighters t- shitting, uh, talking shit to each other, <laughs> he crumbled. Like he really could have contested. It wasn't yeah. obvious that the Dai Li was going to side with. Yeah, she said they're waiting to figure out who is going to yeah. come on top, and he could have fought her in that yeah. moment. But he he's also afraid of her. He she instilled fear into everybody. She knew the right buttons of doubt to press in yeah. Long Fang, right, to make him crumble. She had like Conor McGregor ass like fucking confidence there. <laughs> Azula swinging her yeah. arms like freaking Conor McGregor. <laughs> Another aspect of uh, Azula that I really liked, and it's Azula, but also the, like this episode, their sound design was really good, mm-hmm. especially when she was using the jet blue fr- flames. Uh, she the, had like the, a torch. The jet to the, yeah, it was like. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't know I how like that's going to that. come out, but it was like that blowtorch sound. Like she had a finger gun blowtorch to the king's neck once. They use that yep. sound when she was jet propelling towards yes. Aang. That has was like dope. a rocket ship sound when yeah, she's going towards him. It was, it was like really well picked that sound. Mm-hmm. Also, the uh, the crystals in the cave when they crumbled, mm-hmm. it had a distinct crumble sound that was just different from like the usual dirt kind of mm-hmm. rock sound. And I and I thought it was good sound design. I really like that. I just kind of want to jump into this last yeah, yeah, yeah. fight while we're at it. I love what I love about this fight scene is. Well, first of all, Katara comes up with all this, like, she douses herself in water. She has these, like, tentacle arms, which I think is so cool. But mostly it's the Aang's moments. I love the part where he goes head-to-head with Azula. And we have a callback to what happened earlier in the season when Toph says, you have to face your problems head-on. And he does it this episode. He's directly, he covers himself in the, the crystals. Yeah, and then he just launches like himself. Gundam fucking, yeah. <laughs> Astro Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he launches himself right at Azula. Yeah. And I love seeing that the growth and the way that that culminated at the end of the season. That was really cool yeah. to see his little mini arc. Because I feel like, uh, and I want to get it, like I've touched on this before. I think this season is Zuko's season. You know, the name of the episode is Crossroads of Destiny, and that's about Zuko. Um, yeah. And you could say this also applies to Aang, but to him, it felt like. That moment of him charging towards Azula was his mini arc of the season mm. being resolved. But the main plot of it was uh, was Zuko's decision at the end. Yeah, I, I did explicitly notice that his fighting style had changed. And they did a really mm. good job of intermixing like him dodging and like, you know, uh, mm. what is it called? <laughs> not, not jerking. What is it? Uh, juking. <laughs> Oh. jerking <laughs> he's jerking all over the place <laughs> no, like, teach me how to jerk uh no like he definitely did juke and like you know yeet and yoink <laughs> away from attacks but then <laughs> he did jerking and yeeting and yoinking that could be a, a new dance name too the yeet and yoink 
<laughs> the yeet yoink. TikTok. Do the yeet. Do the yoink. Yeah. Yeet and yeah. yoink. Uh, but yeah, he he would uh, he act, he like actively like stood his ground and used earthbending a lot too. Mm-hmm. Of note, he oh he had this one thing where he like parried like a fire thing from Zuko, came around and did like a chest bump. Yeah, his, he bend. he sent like a it was air bending mannequin air. It was the shape of his body like towards Zuko, yeah. and I was like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did like an aggressive chest bump. Yeah, and like a air mannequin hit him. You know. Yeah. Anyway, but noticeably he doesn't firebend still yeah right mm-hmm. that's what's left out mm-hmm. and that's what th- season three is going to be about and i think that some my prediction of like somehow zuko making some ultimate like big sacrifice i think is going to be a part of how ang starts to firebend mm-hmm. to ultimately win or something i think katara is, is continues to impress in her one-on-one combat yeah Toph is still one tier ahead just because yeah. she has like fucking x-ray vision skills <laughs> can traverse continents super fast terrain. Like she has mastery of it, but uh one-on-one combat, like Katara seems very adept. She yeah. actually would have captured and beat Azula if not for Zuko. Yeah. Cutting off her tentacles, you know, but I love that moment too, of like the betrayal Yeah, and then they're fighting and they both have like, he has his fire whips. She has her tentacle arms. I love, I love it. So thematic. I love that. Yeah. They, it's very thematic. She, she at the same time is like, why are you doing this? Uh, while while yeah, she's we're about him. to make out, why are exactly, we fighting? You know? Exactly, exactly. I, I love this <laughs> this uh, energy in the air between them. You know. Yeah, yeah. Iroh said, uh, "Destiny is a funny thing." Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's at the threshold of the palace. He thought he would be there as like a conqueror, but he's there as a personal as a guest servant. to serve tea to the king. Mm-hmm. There's some like bogus thesis around that too. Yeah, I love when Aang does this when he just needs a moment. Yeah, and he's just like, "All right." Earth tent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or when, like, he, he, before he knew earth bending, he would just kind of like go away. And I like how he does yeah. that. He's like, I'm going to take a moment and just going to meditate, which is such like an yeah. airbender thing to do. You know what I mean? Such a him thing yeah. to do. Like, he, he, he can really step away and collect himself. And that's what I really like about his character when like the going yeah. gets tough. Yeah. 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 You know, I wish I could. What, what is it? Is it the Snickers commercial or like the Twix commercial? Which when you one? need a break, oh, like there's like a commercial where like, <laughs> this sounds like Kit Kat. Like, is it Kit Kat? Because that's the give me a break is their thing, right? Give me a break is Kit Kat, but it's like um the the whole point of the commercial is like someone asks you a really tough awkward question and like you just need a you just need a pause so you like oh I don't know that take a bite bite of Twix okay never mind is it it's Twix <laughs> but the, I think it's Twix. I don't, what, I don't what's know. your opinion on chocolate candies? Which one do you like? I like them. Uh, I think Twix is shitty Snickers. Okay. Yeah. Snickers seems to be a favorite. I think Snickers is probably my favorite. It's okay. just like the classic candy bar. Mm. All right. We're really going left left <laughs> turn. Um, uh, I got one more thing. I think at the end, Katara's hair gets cut. Gets cut? I forget why. No, it just gets loose. It just gets loose because of the, you know, you're fighting. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think that's symbolic? I thought that was symbolic of like her. Oh, let's make a thesis off some it. Let's plane. make a thesis. Some plane <laughs> some plane as a character, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Okay. I think that's it for like main things that I really, st- that really stood out to me as I really liked. Cool. Yeah. That's about it for me too. Uh, shall we do criticisms? Yep. Yep. A lot of it usually comes down to, it's a short episode. I feel like this could have been longer. I would have liked it to be longer. Yeah. I could, I think this would have been a great 45 minute finale. Oh yeah. I'm impressed how much they did in the time. Though. Yeah. It didn't feel quite as crunched. And I think I'm going to men- mention only one moment that felt a little crunched to me, which was 
Azula corralling the Dai Li to be on her side. Mm. I felt like I wanted a little bit more of that before they, they had it personified in this one character who was very afraid of her. And that was that was her yeah. whole thing is like leading by fear. There could have been more there to to show the viewer why they would so quickly change allegiances. Yeah. But that's my main thing. I don't really have any other major criticisms because I really like this episode. Yeah. Like a lot of what you point out is like convenient timing or like convenient like power ups or information found. Um, I don't think this episode really had that that I can remember. I think the one part that it's less a critique and more so like, oh, I wish I had a little more juice there was um, his earth tent meditation. Mm -hmm. And then like you see the visions that he had with uh, Guru Patek is Mm -hmm. the name. You, you, You see the same like space figure like mm-hmm. vision sequence that whole part where he's letting go of katara and unlocking the final like chakra gate or whatever mm-hmm. um i feel like they they like didn't show that much yeah when he got struck by the thunder or lightning or whatever then you see that like kind of vision kind of like fade and him fall mm-hmm. which is like cool and significant of like him losing like some aspect of the avatar state but i really wish like we saw the 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 kind of like the 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 moment of like him letting go of Katara like yeah how heartfelt and hard that is yeah because I I really think that moment could have been as like one of the most emotional moments yeah. of the show I give a lot of credit to the show maybe they do it in season three mm-hmm. like maybe they come back to it when he's in the Avatar state again because mm-hmm. my biggest gripes with the show I can't think of more than this one the, like the big one was like Appa's OP right and then they <laughs> fucking came back and addressed it. <laughs> So maybe they address this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm excited to see how they tie things up in season three and your your reaction to that too. Because there's definitely some other things okay. that they do a good job. Yeah. They do a good job with season three. All right. Uh, but I agree right. with you on that. I also would have liked to see more there. But they're a little bit vague on what happens to him in his relationship with the Avatar state. And you said at the beginning of the episode, yeah, you are. think that he kind of has a grasp on it now. But then now you're saying maybe he lost something, some, some of that. So... Can you clarify? What do you think? So I, I actually think like if Katara didn't save him, mm-hmm. my understanding is that if Katara didn't save him, he would have died mm-hmm. and the reincarnation chain would have been yeah. finished. Yeah. Sequence of events. He is training with Guru Patek to master the Avatar state. He leaves it unfinished. And therefore, if he waits too long, I don't know how long, he will lose the Avatar state, period. Mm-hmm. He enters the Avatar state by letting go of Katara in that battle scene, therefore attaining mastery of the avatar state but immediately gets killed in the avatar state yeah therefore we would have lost not the avatar state the avatars period but katara saves the uh, saves ang therefore we have both the avatar reincarnation cycle is Mm -hmm. still safe and he has now mastered uh the avatar state that that's for me like obviously they left that super vague so they Mm -hmm. they have wiggle room to like have that not be the case in the season three but that's how I feel it's established. Maybe the whole point of season three is that it's Aang's arc. Like you said, season yeah. one is Katara, season two is Zuko. Maybe three is Aang's arc. Aang is spiritually impotent and he's working on getting his spiritual futility of like mastering the Avatar state back mm-hmm. maybe. Okay, so if that is the case, I think Zuko is the key that unlocks it. Okay. And that's the way that like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. I, I like that. that. Yeah. I like it. I like yeah. all these things. Let's talk about our bogus thesis. Yep, yep. The crossroads of destiny. 
I'm trying to think of something that's like some lessons you just have to learn the hard way. I feel like is is like where where I'm kind of leaning. Yeah. But I want to make it sound more bogus than that. Okay. Here's my thesis. Aang lost the fight because he didn't firebend. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. And it's because he still is rejecting his avatar destiny. Many people have told him, yeah. you're the avatar. You're the master of all four elements. Notably, he gets struck down by firebending. Mm. He needs to utilize firebending if he's going to win and mm. fulfill his destiny. He hasn't been trained in firebending. And he doesn't know how to protect himself against lightning bending either. Zuko does. So does Iroh. Iroh and Zuko. Teach him how to do the wave. Mm -hmm. <gasps> Teach him how to do the wave. Do Feel confident in it coming in, down, and out. All right. I'll, I'll spit this out. Go ahead. You can't, you can't learn your lessons before their time. You can't force destiny, but destiny... You can't fight it either. Like, so, mm. how, what's the right words? You can't, like, you can't rush it, but you also can't escape it. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'll go with that. Like, you can't rush destiny, but you also can't escape destiny. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll give three examples of how this episode touches on that. I think Iroh is kind of like, not silly, but like a little bit like demon demonstrative. And he's like saying it like more, he says this whimsically to kind of like, just towards this thesis of like, man, like my destiny was to like make it to the threshold of like yeah. the earth kingdom palace, but it's not, it was not in the iteration that he thought it was. He was mm -hmm. trying to force destiny at that time by trying to like headbutt into it. Yeah. Right. And like what, uh, uh, like he tried to force it and destiny hit back harder mm -hmm. with a great loss, but it was in service of him reaching his ultimate destiny. Right. Yes. It, it was delivered uh, to him in the way that he would have preferred in, to begin with, which is serving tea. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, all you, all you, uh, you know, white collar workers out there that want to quit and start your bakery in, in, in Italy or whatever, you know, that's what Iroh wanted to, you know? Yeah. So I think, I think that's Iroh. I think with Aang, like the way that he couldn't rush destiny is that like, he couldn't let go of Katara before he, before it was time. Right. Mm -hmm. Like he couldn't, this is where the thesis kind of kind of splits off. Like I, I was also trying to say, like, you can't learn a lesson until it's until you're truly faced with that problem. Yeah. Kind of thing. I don't know. I'm kind of like mixing and matching. But with Aang, like he really couldn't let go of Katara un until like she was actually in danger and like they were all in danger. Right. It's not like he can just sit there and training and let go of her. Yeah. But I arguably also think like based on like kind of our conversation, like I'm a little less certain now that he actually did let go and reach Avatar State in that sense. Mm -hmm. We will see again a time when he that is tested. Mm -hmm. Meaning like in season three, that that kind of like heartfelt letting go of her that I wanted in this episode, I think we'll see that again. And I think that my thesis fits into that. With Zuko, you can't force destiny. Like he also couldn't just choose the light side this episode, right? Yeah. Because he hadn't actually been tested. Yeah. It would have been forcing it to go to the light side this time. I think like, What's happening now is actually in service of his bigger ultimate destiny that he will fulfill because he is like more rooted in the Fire Nation now. He actually has more to offer the, the Aang gang strategically later when he does betray Azula. Mm -hmm. That was really forced. No, no. It was more forced than bogus, but... <laughs> no, th saying. this is this is good. It's just on theme 
of the uh, uh, <laughs> of the episode, Crossroads yeah. of Destiny. Is it time for us to wrap it up? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, let's thank our sponsor for today. Our sponsor for today is Chris, Crystals. Chris, cr- crystals. <laughs> You're, I know we said this last time. It's your neighborhood farmer's market crystal shop. <laughs> <laughs> last time we said our incense a, shop. This time? Yeah, this is LA, LA as fuck sponsor, bro. Yeah. So go, go to the booth right next to the incense one, and they'll have the crystal one there. The crystals, yeah. you know, people swear they got healing properties. They can help with your for- fortunes, change your outcomes of future things. It it's uh it cleanses the energies in your room. Yeah, they they soak up certain energies depending on the crystals. Yeah. I don't, I don't know much about them, but give your local yeah. farmers market a little love. Just for the record, I I am very spiritual and like I believe in a lot of things that I think some people would call like mythical, you know, hoo ha. Uh-huh. It's a gray line, but I I would I generally would place crystals on the other side of the line along with <laughs> horoscopes that, that's just me don't hate me for it <laughs> just for the record i don't think our sponsors would like that sentiment but you know just for I, i'll you know i'll say this about crystals they feel nice hold them ah, they, they i think they're i think they're cool yeah and like you know you go to the place and have a big tray of them and you just like grab a handful oh man i love yeah, that yeah, feeling yeah, yeah, yeah little yeah. beads singing all the germs, good vibes all the germs. good some yeah. of the best vibes in those places you go in there it smells nice it's a good temperature. Lighting is pleasant. Good, yeah. good textures on your hands. It's good stuff. But thank you, viewer, for listening in to another season of Avatar, the first viewing. Coming up next, we're in our next episode, we're going to do a bit of a retrospective look back at uh, our favorite episodes that we've done so far. And we're going to do a deep dive into what we think is going to happen in season three. And I hope you all will join us. Make sure to give us a five-star rating. I actually checked Spotify recently. We got a, I think it's a 4.74 on Spotify. Not bad. Is that good? I think that's good, right? I think it's pretty good. I give it a, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. So thank you for everyone who's rated it. Got a decent amount there and a good amount of listeners too. Thank you all. We love you very much. And uh, why don't we uh, sign you off with a little bit of words of wisdom? I actually have words of wisdom, and I think it's actually my thesis. Okay, let's hear it. If I want to sharpen the thesis, I think the words of wisdom related to this episode is when you're at a crossroads of destiny, don't stress too much or overthink it because it actually doesn't matter which way you go. It'll Either way you go, you'll end up where you're supposed to be. And I think that this mm. episode really does show that. The crossroads is an illusion. Like all roads lead to Bossing Se. Ha ha ha.